It's time to get your morning started with the news you need to know. News update. This is what's trending with DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Up to the basket, so on. Hendricks at the apex, eradicates it. Transition, Clarkson, three ball, yes, sir. Hendricks blows by Webinyama to the rim, boom, boom, pow. Clarkson chests it to Lowry, left corner three, pow. 90 to 72, Jazz by 18 with 50 seconds to play in the third quarter. The Jazz get a steal. On the run, Lowry lobs it high. Colin Sexton finishes with a layup. Timeout, Greg Popovich, Utah by 15 again with six minutes left here in the fourth in Salt Lake City. The Jazz have a chance to put this one away. Sexton flares to Lowry for three. Kaboom! 116.95. Good night now, Greg Popovich. And the Spurs, yeah, good night. Good night to this season. Spurs suck. Oh, my gosh. They're worse than the uh, Utah State Aggies in the early 90s. <laughs> yeah, the early 90s, not late, late 90s. 90s. Late oh, 90s. Late 90s. Okay, my bad. <laughs> I see where you're going with that. <laughs> That's the voice of Riley Jensen, former Utah State quarterback, now mental health performance coach. He's sitting in today. DJ is off today and tomorrow. Riley graciously coming in. And the Spurs graciously coming in. Jazz are on a five-game losing streak. Not no more, man. Spurs 11-47. and 47. My goodness. I guess I give Popovich credit for wanting to stick it out because he could go somewhere and do something else. But he's chosen to stay and have this massive multi-year rebuilding project. I mean, the Jazz fans are sort of growing impatient here with the trades and how it extended the rebuilding project. Uh, but you've got the Spurs with Winbayama, who was decent enough against the Jazz. Had, uh, what do you have, a double-double, 22-10. and 10. But the run five blocks is impressive. But the rest of the team is just awful. And the Jazz, they cleaned up and got healthy, got good. And everybody can feel good about themselves as they start a road trip. So, Riley, I want to get into it with you. Not right now. We'll do it in the next segment about the psychological aspects of the trade or trades because the Jazz have really struggled since then. And we'll see what they do when they go out on this road trip. But for now, anyway, the Spurs were able to help them heal. We all need to heal, don't we? <laughs> Heal the world. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, there you go. That is the jazz. We'll get to that throughout the morning for sure right here with DJ and PK and RJ sitting in. Hashtag NBA. Beasley on the left wing. Back to Portis. They'll reverse it to Lillard on the near wing right. Long three from Dean. And he knocks it down from the near side right. Oh, Damian Lillard showing off the range on that one. 28 feet out. Lillard's going the other direction. Drives around Batum. Lobs up top to Giannis, who staples it down on the dunk with a foul. The Greek freak set up marvelously by Damian Lillard delivering the dime. Nurkic throws it into the backcourt. Another chance for James. The scoop and the flush. Jokic hands it off over to Murray. Now you can shoot it. Less than five to go on the clock. Murray goes to the right hand. In the paint, Jokic alley-oop. Dunk! Two hands hard! Aaron Gordon 
They're up by 14 points on the Warriors, and this thing is over. That's some highlights in yesterday's action. A bunch of games that were played on the Sunday. You heard the Bucks taking care of the Sixers. Doc Rivers goes back to Philadelphia where he spent three years. Philly obviously shorthanded without uh, Mr. Embiid, so they're not expected to do a whole lot. They're just hanging on until he gets back. And the Bucks, we'll see if they can get going because it's been a rough transition with Doc Rivers taking over. And they were easily able to handle the Sixers. Antetokounmpo, one assist short of a triple-double. The Suns and the Lakers. Now, Riley, they've competed with the Jazz for years. You're a native of here, hardcore, lifelong Jazz fan. Does it do you well to see the Lakers lose? Oh, I, it never hurts my feelings to see the Lakers lose. Although there, I do have some feelings towards Phoenix every once in a while for some reason. Bad? Yeah, I don't know why. Just because me? No, not because of you. <laughs> not because of you. Not because of you at all. Suns and Jazz sort of have mirrored each other for a number of years. Halfway decent franchises, uh, but have not been able to get the, uh, over the hump into the finals. I guess the Suns have been there three times. They were there a couple of years ago, so they got one more finals appearance than the Jazz do. And they're 10 games over 500. We'll see what they can do. Royce O'Neal, man, the ex-Jazz man, picked up uh, at the trade deadline from the Brooklyn Nets, 20-10. and 10. He was hot. I think for what they need, Royce O'Neal can be an excellent fit. I don't know if there's ever such thing as a perfect fit but I think that he can be an excellent fit because, you know, he can take the open shot, but he's not going to hunt shots or demand shots, and he's going to play D and do those types of dirty work things that people need or teams need. So uh, a nice pickup for them. We'll see. I still don't think they've got enough to get over the hump in the postseason. And then you heard the Pacers beating the Mavs. Mavs have been doing well. Uh, But uh, the Pacers, Pacers are a good team, man. We'll see what they can do. They're fun uh, to watch. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Thunder handling the Rockets as they should. Holmgren 29. And the Hawks, without Trey Young, beat the Magic. Now, Boncaro did not play. They said he was sick. He's their best player. And the reason why I bring up Trey Young is because he was injured in Friday's game in the loss to Toronto. He's got a, a finger issue, a ligament in the left pinky, and it's going to be requiring surgery to repair the torn ligament. So he's going to be out the four to six weeks, and they'll evaluate him at that point. Well, the Jazz play the Hawks tomorrow. And the Hawks, depending on how you want to look at it, the Hawks are a threat to the Jazz losing the pick because the Jazz need to finish in with the worst 10. The top pick is top 10 protected. And the Hawks at 25 and 32. With Murray out, you would think they would lose some more games, so they would move ahead or behind, however you want to look at it, with the Jazz. And if the Jazz finish 11th, then they lose the pick. I guess maybe the worst scenario would be losing the pick and not getting in the plan. So we'll see about that. NBA suspended. Bunch of guys. You see Miami and the Pelicans. You had uh, Jimmy Butler, who usually finds himself in some mess. He and Marshall, they were suspended a game. They instigated an on-court altercation. Alvarado and Thomas, Pelicans in the Heat, three games for leaving the bench. 
And uh, there you go. All right, there is your NBA. Let's move on, my good friend Christian, because Jake Hatch is off today, too. Everybody's leaving me. I'm running the ship alone. But I got two capable guys who can really pinch hit. Who, who really like you and, and want to support you and be here for you. Oh, sweet. Then I hope the other guys never come back. <laughs> Hashtag NFL. I got more fire than ever, honestly, especially over the past two years of what I've gone through, whether it's in Denver or somewhere else. I, I hope it's in Denver. You know, I hope I get to finish there. I, I, I committed there. I wanted to be there. You know, I want to be there. For me, it's about winning. Over the next five years, I want to win two. People, people think that I'm out of there, but, you know, maybe I am. But no matter what, like, I, I love to go back. That's Russell Wilson, Denver Broncos quarterback with the Brandon Marshall podcast, I Am Athlete, Hear Me Roar. I added the Hear Me Roar, <laughs> saying he wants to... Win two Super Bowls in the next why, five years? Why two? Why not five? I mean, I would want to win five out of the next five. He's being realistic. <laughs> like, well, I don't. I mean, think as long as we're talking a... about what you want. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just prefer to want about forty percent of the time. I, I want a hundred percent of the time. He would be a legend in Denver if he won two out of the next five. He'd be. I mean, there's guys that haven't won two in their whole career. He's just throwing out numbers. Well, he's got the one. Should have had the other, but they didn't. Uh, you think he's done, though? Or has uh, it feels like Sean Payton rejuvenated him? I feel like it's declined. I know, I, if I were buying stock, I wouldn't buy Russell Wilson. Right you would now. not? No. Not, not me personally. And, and, and maybe a little bit more to do with leadership and like do guys believe in him do guys believe the words that he says anymore because I, I just he just comes ap- across so disingenuous to me disingenuous oh yeah man uh, he's a phony oh i think he's a total phony why just everything he says just feel i mean just just that little clip right there like oh yeah i mean i want to be in denver I, I you know he's he's like covering all his bases all the time he should be in politics because everything he says just feels like a politician to me. Yeah, I want to win two out of the next five. I don't care where I am. I mean, I want to be at Denver if Denver wants me because I want to be here. I mean, I committed to Denver. And guys pick up on that. Really? There's there's hardly any former college player that I know that when I talk to him about Russell Wilson that I don't get like half of an eye roll. Really? Yeah. A, a half, not a, not, not a three full, quarters, not just a full. Like, just like, well, yeah. See, I'm throwing out number. I'm throwing out half, just like, <laughs> just like Russell. Okay. Wilson. I started talking about him. I started acting like him. <laughs> I know this is radio and people can't see it, but what would a half an eye roll look? I like? don't know. See, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm telling you, it's Russell. Could Wilson. you do a it's half Russell eye roll? It's Russell Wilson's fault. Could you do a half eye roll? One eye over here, one eye over. Oh, there. an eye. Okay. All right. <laughs> that kind of gave me the creeps. <laughs> I'll do it again. Other stuff in the NFL. Salary cap moving up to $255.4 million per team. That's $30 million more than last year. Thank you, Taylor Swift. Wow. Yeah. How about that? And then what do you think about this one? Eric Bieniemy, two-year deal to join Deshaun Foster's staff at UC Los Angeles as the associate head coach, offensive coordinator. How do you think that's going to go? I mean, I think he's a good coordinator. 
I'm, I don't know what the deal is behind the scenes with Eric Bieniemy, but it just seems like nobody wants to give him the nod for like anything major. But I, I feel like I feel like he's earned a position at at, at at least at UCLA as the Bruins' associate head coach. Right. I mean, I'm not question, questioning his credentials. I'm questioning can you have success there on a program that Chip Kelly wasn't recruiting very well, and now they're going into the Big Ten where it figures to be. Uh, a little bit more difficult, I would think, given the number of quality teams now that that conference is having. I just wonder, uh, is he going to have success? I think I think he's going to have success. I still think that's a place that you can recruit. I still think that's a place where you can get great talent. And, shoot, there's teams that, that lose everybody in a year and then they bring in a bunch of freaking NIL talent. I mean... Look, in the past, it might be, I might have asked myself, I might have said, man, the enemy moving from the pros down to college, like, that's, well, it's just moving from one pro team to another pro team now. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you. it's yeah. not like they can't recruit somebody in. It's not like they can't take NIL money and, and pay some people. Now, UCLA's been an interesting place, just like Arizona State and Arizona to me, where you would think that you could always bring in, like, top talent and win with it, and it hasn't always, like, come to fruition but I, I certainly think that they can win at UCLA I mean you've been to UCLA I've been to UCLA it's not like that's not a, a nice campus it's not like it's not a nice place to live it's not like it's it, it isn't warm in Southern California yes it is but I just think people kids want to go where they can be a big deal and you're not a big deal there well but you can sell that you're a big deal because you're going to the Big Ten now that you're that you're part of that whole train I know, but the community just doesn't rally around the football program. I think that's what it is in the Arizonas, and that's what it is here. That's what it's not here. They do rally around the football programs here, right. so you can be a star. And all is it that. just because people in California have too much to do? Like too many options? Like I'm going to the beach today. I don't need. That. Uh, there's pros of everything, and pros usually take precedent over colleges. Not too many places where the college is bigger than the pro. And so it's a it's a problem, I think. We'll see. Maybe the enemy with Deshaun Foster can have tons of success. I don't care anymore because they're out of that conference that I grew up in. So I don't care what those teams do in the Big Ten. They can win right. them all, lose them all. It doesn't matter. It has no effect on anything we do anymore. So that's a shame. I'm going to miss that for sure. Richard Sherman arrested on suspicion of DUI early Saturday morning. Well, there we go, man. He's got a lot to say. We'll see what he says about this. He's been, he's had some legal trouble before. And how about this? Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels, they will not throw this week's NFL Combine. They will attend the Combine and participate in interviews, but will wait till their perspect- respective pro days to toss the football around. Do they really need to do that anyway? Well, no. I mean, here's here's the thing. There are some there are some disadvantages to quarterbacks when they go to the pro day and they throw in that pro day because I'll just give you an example when a wide receiver runs a corner route so when he runs a 10 to 12 yard post corner route every single receiver runs that differently and if you're not throwing to guys that you've thrown to a lot that timing can can be completely thrown off and disrupted and it can make you look bad in a pro day so I don't have any problem with this. Um, I'm interested as to to why they aren't participating in the other things. Like, I can understand throwing, but why wouldn't you participate in whatever else they want you to participate in besides the interviews? Because your stock can only go down. 
Yeah. And so, but I get the throwing. That like when you, when you're talking about the modern passing game, there's so much to the timing of it that if you make yourself look bad in a pro day, it, it can cost you millions and millions of dollars. So you might as well do it in your controlled environment with your receivers where you know the way the guys are going to run the routes so that you can look good. All right, that's your NFL. Let's move on to college basketball. Hashtag college basketball. Disappointed we lost. But look, for me, it's I'm more concerned about the well-being of our guys. You know, Flip sprains his ankle. When are we going to ban court storming? Like, when are we going to ban that? Like, how many times does a player have to get into something where they get punched or they get pushed or they get taunted right in their face? And it, it's a dangerous thing. But you look around the country and Caitlin Clark, something happens. And now Flip, I don't know what his status is going to be. He sprains his ankle. It's one thing, like when I played, at least it was 10 seconds in the court. You know, you would storm the court. Now it's the buzzer doesn't even go off and they're they're running on the floor. And this has happened to us a bunch this year. I don't want this to take away at all from Wake. They earned it. They deserve the win. They're, they're really good. At your Duke head coach, John Shire. Did you see that? Did you happen to see I was watching the game Saturday live as they lose to Wake Forest and the Wake Forest students. It was even like a second or two before the final buzzer. And Duke's Filipowski, who's expected to be a high draft choice uh, this summer, big man for Duke, Mm -hmm. he was caught around midcourt. And there was contact, multiple contacts. And then he had to be helped off uh, it looked like it might have even been worse. And they're talking about sprained ankle, uh, but it looked like I, I thought originally it might have been a knee. Uh, and so he had to be helped. The Duke players and coaches were uh, bodyguarding him. And as they were walking through the tunnel, his girlfriend got into it with a fan. It, uh, it was nasty. It was one of your nastier stort, court storming incidences. I, I didn't see it, and so you know, granted because I didn't see it, it 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 probably was worse than maybe what I'm imagining. But man, I mean, you're talking about a sport that is is dwindling in ratings, in viewership, in interest, and now you're going to take away court storming. You're going to take away like somebody being excited about winning. You're going to tell college students they can't celebrate when their team wins. Is there? Is it possible to ban court storming? Could you actually literally ban it? I, I I mean, I have no idea. I mean, it sounds like John Shire's fun at parties because... I think what they should do, <laughs> if you have a team that's ranked coming in and there's a potential, have it where they bring in the security and police on horses. On the basketball court. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would work. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, totally. A horse... On a maple wood floor, yeah, would totally stop people. Just bring from them charging. through the tunnel and have them. You know, sometimes you see that in, in outdoor yeah, yeah. stadiums. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see a horse run around on the maple wood floor, or maybe, <laughs> maybe some tigers and lions. Okay, tigers and lions. Now you got me. Now, bears, now you got oh me. Now we're talking about coliseum bears, stuff. Bringing bears, bringing some bears, <laughs> bringing some lions and tigers. Maybe bring in Ralphie the buffalo. Bring in that one mountain lion who got that one kid down in Utah County. Remember, you remember that video? I don't remember. Oh that. yeah, yeah. You remember that video, Christian, where he's uh, he's recording the whole thing, 
and the mountain lion's making himself get big, and he gets some, his, his like legs go out, and, and the guy's just you know what in the brick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking about you're talking about. Uh, I thought you were talking about like a kid, kid. You're talking no, about no, like, no. I, no, I remember. 20s. I remember where he was like, yeah, yeah. He's trying to run away from. <laughs> he's yeah, thinking yeah. this yeah. is it, and Dude. he's using some nasty language. What's up with the? Hey, what is up with all the mountain lions like coming down into the valleys all of a sudden? Like, there's been some in East Mill Creek. There's been up in Logan. Like all of these mountain lions. That's that's one I don't want to see. That's I don't that is it. one I don't care to see up close and in personal any time in my life. Very dangerous, for sure. All right, and also college basketball. Utes and Cougars both got beat. The Cougars, again, going on the road on a Saturday, losing by 10. Two Saturdays in a row they've gone on the road against teams they were expected, maybe possibly thought, to be able to beat, and they lost by 10 in each game. Saturday before last was Oklahoma State, and now here it was Kansas State. And they'll get Oklahoma State to close the season. I don't think it's going to derail their NCAA tournament bid unless they lose out the rest of the way. They got Kansas tomorrow at Kansas, so that's going to be real tough. And the Utes got blitzed, man. They got beat by uh, over, what, uh, like 34 points to Colorado. Colorado. Colorado, when healthy, is a really good team. And the Utes, uh, if they're not playing well, they're not a good team. But we'll see. They got four more games. got an opportunity to get healthy here and see if they can get some momentum going into the conference tournament. All right, and the Utah women, man, beat SC. That's a big one. They're down to the final games, and then the conference tournament for them is in Vegas next week. Let's move on to my favorite sport. Hashtag RSL. Yeah, no, I thought it was a really good play. And again, I think in that part of the field, we want our tents closer together. And I think both Luna and Crooksy were involved in the play. And one of the things that, you know, is really important with the setup is the weight of the pass and the foot that he plays the pass to. thought it was just all around perfect execution. And again, that's what it takes to score against a really staunch defense like St. Louis. That's Pablo Mastroni talking about Matt Crook and Diego Luna. And they helped with Chichiro get a goal like Chicho. I don't keep calling him Chichiro. Uh, I probably just call him Christian. Christian Arango. Uh, I'm going to start calling you Chicho, by the way, Christian. Works your, for me. As yeah. your nickname. Yeah. it's <laughs> a good idea. They get to draw the tie 1-1 with St. Louis. And they're back in action Saturday. They got their home opener against LAFC. And it's at noon. So it'll be a day game at noon. RSL 0-1-1. Riley, I know that you watched that game. I missed that one. I watched it. I missed it. Crook made his debut. You know these soccer players are all running around about 5'8", 5'9", 5'10". This guy's 6'4". And when he's in there, he looks like he's freaking 8 feet tall compared to the rest of the guys. He, He reminded me of Pau Gasol. (laughs) <laughs> really tall and slender. Yeah. He, he, he just a head bigger than everybody. Interested to see what he can do because he's got some good size, and we'll see. And as you know, I am a hardcore RSL fan because Pablo Mastroni went and, to your high school and I went to the same high school. We are two of the athletic legends of Thunderbird High. Him probably a little bit more pronounced than me. Just barely. I was a weak hitting, weak fielding third baseman. 
but still a starter. <laughs> I did start. <laughs> <laughs> Shows you how bad the backup was. <laughs> uh, sometimes that's true. I get, if I, can I tell just a quick story? Please. Quarterback, till 10. quarterback who started in front of me at, at Snow College my freshman year, his name was Joe Borich, went on to start at Memphis for two years. Really good quarterback. And he goes, do you know how I know that I'm the best quarterback out of me and you and I go how and he goes because I threw six interceptions in the bowl game and they still didn't put you in (laughs) 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 and I was like that's messed up Joe and it's kind of true that hurts my feelings thanks coach Tidwell thanks coach Paul Tidwell former BYU assistant coach I love coach Paul Tidwell I think that uh, you know I probably would have started my senior year but it helped my junior year that the returning third baseman literally just ate himself out of a starting job. Really? Yeah, well, he probably gained 50 pounds in the uh, offseason. Oh, man. And in high school? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's and, hard to do. I know, he did it. And midway through, he quit. Quit the team. So he added 50 pounds, didn't start, then quit. Yeah. They moved him to catcher. What did you do to him? There's some psychological things going on there. If you're going to put 50 pounds on in the offseason and then you got him to quit. The summer, I want to know what really happened, PK. What really happened? What did you do to him? Well, the summer before, during, <laughs> uh, what do they call him? Uh, American Legion, whatever it was called. That We would play on Sundays. And that was the only time I would get the chance to start because the young man was a Latter-day Saint. And he did not play on Sundays. And so maybe I had good games on Sunday. I don't know. But uh, he ended up leaving. I ended up starting. and then, Oh, that's uh, one time that it doesn't pay off for you. Yeah. To, to not so, play on Sundays. Uh, and he, he, he quit the team. He wanted to join another team, uh, a rival school, but there were some issues there. So anyway, there you go. I got to tell you about the win tickets Wednesday. Don't miss your chance to win big every week on the KSL Sports Zone this week. On Win Ticket Wednesday, you can wear win a pair of tickets to Santana at Utah First Credit Union Amphitheater on August 21st. Listen to the KSL Sports Zone all day on Wednesday for your chance to win. All right, that's what's trending. We got to get to the Jazz. Riley Jensen sitting in. Steve Cleveland's going to join us in about an hour and a half. Talk some hoops. Stay with us right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.